Before we pray, I do want to say thank you to our wind ensemble for joining us today um, and for joining us to worship and the choir as well uh, for such a beautiful song. With that said, let us pray together. Lord, we ask that you open our hearts, that you open our minds, that in this place we might see your presence here with us and that we might do what you tell us to. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our scripture passage for today is Psalm 130. Let us listen to God's word to us. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the sound of my request. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is great power to redeem. It is he who will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Every one of us has a best day in our lives, or maybe a couple of best days. You can probably picture it. An image that is seared in your memory or several different instances. For me, there is this picture from the day Brian and I were married. And Brian, that's about as sappy as I'll get. The image carries this life and vitality. Just the image of it holds this joy, this depth of emotion in it. For Brian, and I asked him, it's the same day, but a different picture. For him, it's this picture our photographer caught when I began walking down the aisle. But that day was far from perfect. We weren't allowed to use the sound system at the reception hall, so we'd brought our own speakers. But somewhere along the way, we had lost the audio cable. So we had to do our first dance to a friend improving on her guitar. A bike relay tried to convince us that they could take pictures, that they could congregate and start their relay in front of the chapel where we were supposed to be taking pictures. We had planned on taking pictures after the ceremony in one of the parks on Princeton University's campus, but that weekend happened to be graduation weekend for Princeton University. All to say, the park we wanted to take pictures in was filled with Princeton University graduation festivity, and somehow, and I can't imagine how, nobody thought it was very important that it was my wedding day. Maybe they didn't get the memo, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but I just couldn't believe that they cared more about undergraduate graduation than my small 50-person wedding. That day was not perfect. But it's lodged, not really in my brain, but somewhere deeper as one of the happiest days of my life. It's good. It's good to take those days out more often than every once in a while and to remember how much we have to be grateful for the best days of our lives side by side with the daily joys and blessings. They equip us for a posture of gratitude and joy lurking just as deep as those happiest days 
For each of us is a different day. For stretch of days, the worst times in your life. You have yours. I won't guess it. But this psalm is about that day, and it's not just a psalm to pray when that day happens. It's a psalm for reclaiming the worst days of our lives. So we need to pull those worst days out every once in a while and see what this psalm has to say about them. So to start, I'll ask some questions about it to give it some shape. When you think about that worst day, what do you see? Where were you? Who was there? What did you feel? Was it a fear? A fear that stole your breath out of your lungs like someone had run up and punched you in the gut? Or an anger that makes your hands shake until you want to yell and scream or maybe just punch something? Do you remember a helplessness? Like you're trying to scoop out the ocean with a spoon? Or feeling so lonely that you weren't sure how you'd make it to tomorrow? The worst days of our lives come with emotions and smells and images exactly like our best days. But unlike those best days which can inspire us to gratitude and joy, those worst days reach out of our past and they latch onto us. They threaten to drag us down by defining our present and our future by these worst days. This psalm is for that day. It's for that day because on that day, more than any other, you need words to say. You need to know that God is there out of the depths. I cry to you, O oh God, out of the depths. You know what depths. You've been there. You've seen them. Out of the depths I cry to you, O oh God, Lord, hear my voice. Hear me. Listen. Pay attention to the sound of my request because I need you. I'm at my limit. I can't take it anymore. I can't do anymore. I need you to listen because I don't know what happens next. I don't have words. Just hear my crying and listen. Then it's this confession. If you should mark sins and failures, who could stand before you? There's a reason that verse is there. Because in our happiest moments, we are often caught up in the joy. The world fades away, the past fades away, and you just want to hold on to that moment. But on that worst day, we begin to wonder, what have I done? What could I have done differently? We say, God, I know, I know I haven't prayed enough. I know I haven't been to church enough, but hear me now, listen to me now. I know I've messed up, but I need you. Why did I keep putting off calling him back? Now he's in the hospital and I've missed my chance. Oh, God, why did I do that? Why didn't I appreciate her while I had her? How couldn't I have seen this coming? How could I possibly have trusted him? I should have seen who he really is. We confess a horror that this is happening. We feel broken. We feel alone. So you confess. 
You confess, Lord, I've got nothing left. I don't know how to keep going. I don't know what I've been doing. Hear me, oh God, I'm down here in the depths. I'm down here at the end of my rope. Listen to me. And more than anything, in that moment, you need to know that you're not alone. You need God to be there, to hear you. Which is why the next line of this psalm is so beautiful. Just might be the one you need to hear and repeat. There is forgiveness with God. There is. There is forgiveness with God, and God is worthy of worship. There is forgiveness with God. This is an assurance that the worst day of your life does not define your future. It does not define who you are, even if it was your fault. Even if it's too terrible to name. God there, there is forgiveness. When Jesus was on the cross, he looked out on those who had nailed him there. Men and women who were walking by and laughing. He looked at the soldier who had stabbed him in the side with a spear, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. There is also forgiveness for all of us. But this psalm isn't just for the worst day of your life. Because the worst day doesn't just go away. You don't get to live it and leave it behind. Memories don't work that way. Which is why, to this day, I hate parrots. I hate parrots, like the bird. When my family and I lived in Columbia, South America, we had several boxers named Ike and Kissy. And we also had a parrot. It chattered all the time. It was the most annoying creature I have ever seen. This parrot enjoyed drinking Colombian coffee out of your mug, which, frankly, is the only thing about that parrot that made any lick of sense to me. (laughs) That parrot would bark at our two dogs in the backyard. He'd sit there and he'd go, guau, 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 because dogs bark different in Spanish than English. So this parrot would bark at the dogs in the backyard just to tease them, and the dogs would go crazy. They'd go nuts in the backyard. I don't think anybody in my family liked that parrot, and as far as I could tell, that parrot didn't like any of us either. My parents would even try to let it fly away, leave it outside, shoo it off. An hour or two later, one of the neighbors would come walking up to the house carrying the parrot. And we'd have to pretend to be grateful. Thank you so much for bringing him back. Yes, thank you. We'll make sure it never happens again. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know exactly why my family hated that parrot, but I know why I hated that parrot. He would stand at the door and he'd call my name. Micah, 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 Micah. He didn't call anybody else's name, just mine. I'd come running out, all of five years old, wondering who in the world was calling my name, and then the parrot would swoop down and bite my nose. (laughs) The biting was bad enough, but after it bit my nose, it would begin to chuckle, just to rub it in. That parrot isn't even remotely close to the worst day of my life, but I still carry that ugly little bird around in my heart. I still can't love parrots. That parrot that my family owned when I was five can cause me to not like parrots or even most birds 22 years later 
you know that the worst days of our lives affect us. We know they do. We carry them around sometimes forever. They change us. This is why the psalm is here. One of the most common uses of the Psalter throughout history has been to pray through it, beginning to end and then starting over a psalm a day. So this psalm would pop up just on any old Tuesday. Because it's not just for the worst day of your life. Because the worst days of our lives are still with us. They are still nestled there next to the best days. They are why people hate parrots or won't turn left or lock the front door or have panic attacks or hate certain days or certain months or cry all the time or can't trust in relationships. These moments lurk in our past and they constrict our futures. So we drag them out into the open and we pray this psalm out of the depths. I cry to you, O Lord, out of the depths. We cry over all those days that have changed us. Listen, there have been some depths this week. Funerals for people we love. Unexpected deaths. Children left with no mother, friends in the hospital with no answers read your prayer requests this week, and there are some serious depths. So out of the depths, we cry out to the Lord. We wait for the Lord. Our souls wait, and in his hope we live. Even though the worst days are still with us, we have hope. We hope in the Lord. More than those who wait for the morning, we wait. Because more surely than the sun will rise, we know that our God will save. We pray this psalm over our worst days and find that God works on them, not just in the way that time works, not just so they fade away. No, God handles tragedy differently. If I asked you what the worst day of Jesus' life was, do you think you could answer? Seems obvious. One day, sometime after dark, he prayed to his father, If there's any other way, please don't make me do this. And his father was silent. One of his closest friends sold him for 30 pieces of silver. Soldiers came with clubs and chains. They beat him and dragged him to court. Not one of his friends stayed faithful. Not one. They all ran. Except the one who followed him only to deny him, then deny him again and deny him a third time. All the while, his father was silent. Betrayed by his friends, rejected by his people, he watched silently as a crowd of people, the same people he came to save, chose to free a murderer instead of him. All the while, his father was silent. So they made him march through town carrying a wooden beam. The crowds mocked and cheered and laughed. And when he got to the edge of town, they tied him to that beam. They drove nails through his hands and his feet. Stood his cross up at eye level just to maximize the humiliation. Soldiers rolled dice for his clothes, and when he couldn't bear the pain, one stabbed him in the side just to see if he was still alive, and all the while his father was silent. 
The pain would have been enough. Being left by his closest friends would have been enough. Humiliated in front of crowds would have been enough. But all the while, his father was silent. And as he's dying on the cross, he calls out, Eloi, Eloi, le masavachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It is the worst day of Jesus' life. God doesn't leave Jesus dead. He takes that worst day ever and uses it for the forgiveness of sins, not Jesus' sins, the world's sins, our sins. Then he reached into the grave and raised Jesus' dead body to life. We pray over this psalm, especially as a part of our Lenten journey, because we live in the hope that God will do the same thing for us. He will take our worst days and resurrect them, bring life out of them again. So we wait for the Lord more than those who wait for the morning. Have you ever waited for the morning? Probably on one of those worst days, waiting in grief for the morning, waiting with hearts full of worry for the morning, staying up all night for a child to be born, staying up all night to fix a problem, staying up all night with a sick kid, staying up all night overcome with tears. Have you ever stayed up waiting? For the morning. I'm sure you have. We pull out this psalm for all those times we've waited for the morning. We pull it out and remember that our souls wait for God. The power of God isn't that he takes away our darkest days. The power of God is that he joins us in our darkest days. And he fills us with his spirit until life flows out of them again. The worst days stay there beside our best days, lodged into our memories. Certain smells and places will always remind us of those worst days. But we know that in God, even the worst days become something new. Because God has the power to redeem even those. When Jesus was on the cross, he cried out in his last breath, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? must have been the worst day. But God did not leave Jesus dead. He took that worst day and used it for the forgiveness of the world's sins. Out of the depths we cry. Out of the depths we hope in God. And together we wait. Our souls wait more than those who watch for morning. More than those who watch for morning. Let us pray. Lord, today we wait. We wait for you and know that surely as the sun will rise, you have the power to save. Today we remember that your own son walked a long road to the cross simply because you love us. We ask that even on the darkest days, on the hardest days, or just on the days where we remember trials that have plagued us, we ask that on those days we pull out this psalm and remember that when we cry out to you from our depths, when we cry out to you from our gut, when we cry out to you, you are with us.
might we live in that assurance today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.